coming up on Just Elders Podcast. You have Drake, like, whenever folk trying to get a position of consciousness, they be like, let Drake put a song out. I ain't gonna lie. What's the point? Though? If I had it, I'd get it. For what? <laughs> for, like, <laughs> for fucking what? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna get it for Keith. Then I'm like, look at the bad bitch. <laughs> just for, just got you a good fucking friend. Look at the bad bitch. I know we were just saying co in five years is a, uh, will go by fast, but nine years gonna go by slow and <laughs> She said no. It's a ooh, I'm a tail trail. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh grade was my first fight. My brother Stacy gonna fuck you up. They were the baddest fighters in the school. I ain't never heard a nigga named Mac and not be able to fight. Yeah, like <laughs> you said it twice. Yeah, so, Mac. <laughs> so if you went to Carver Middle School with me, please tag Tim Baker on this video. I would love to see him again because that dude was just so cool. Speaking of back of the day, man, we're going back to school. Back to school. I'm Carl Hager. My dad is Keith Hager. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Ready? Born ready. It's Try Wednesday. Dang, dang, dang. Wanted me to lie, wanted me to cry, wanted me to die. It's Wednesday. I, I, Let's go. Stay alive, stay alive, stay alive, stay alive. Another one. Another yeah. we're gonna do a drill like this what's up family it's your boy eldridge you're tuning to the just out of the podcast the greatest podcast to ever hit the airways i'm super excited because we're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded i say it every time and i mean it every single time but leave it up to drake boy yeah you're gonna have a banger every time nah i wasn't gonna say banger leave it up drake like whenever folk trying to get a position of consciousness they be like let drake put a song out nah shit i, I don't even think that i think this is a a decline really? yeah yeah for drake yeah that I, I, I think this is a, a a serious decline on drake i think um you know that 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 spice of oh Drake dropped something and everybody rushed to it. I used to hear this like I could tell when shit riding when I hear it in cars. The last thing I heard people bumping in cars out loud was Future's album and Kendrick's album. Mm. I haven't heard even with the Beyonce shit. Her sales is low. No, Beyonce right. definitely declined. And I was gonna say that for like a review and let no, yeah, I'm, like, I'm gonna say more deep in de- detail yeah, for the review, but, but like to the overall, point where it's, it's a decline. the Beehive is not attacking cri- critics online well, right well, now. And see, when it comes to that whole Beehive and all that shit, I was gonna say, I was gonna say it for that part because they have morphed. They've changed into like barbs. You know what mm. I'm saying? Where like you know they attack the artists now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. be more. 
So, I mean, overall, I think this right here just showed us how uh, Drake kind of um, is riding, but it's just, it's just lazy. It's, it's this, the, the music just ain't. Uh, uh, well, you know, for me, any, uh, any, okay, I be so out the way with music. Anytime I hear like something I know, like an old school sample, I'm like, okay, you got me. Stay in the line. Stay in the line. You know what I'm saying? The, so the BGs. It's like you said for the BGs. I ain't even. I don't even love the BGs like that. But the fact that you, like, we so far removed from real music. You just said it off mic. How we ain't making songs no more. Anytime we can make a a reference and include it in there, I'd be like, okay, at least you gave me something to nah, remember what we used to have. His his stand alive wasn't hidden. His stand alive wasn't hidden. You know who stand alive was hidden. <laughs> When they sample saying alive, Wyclef killed, killed this shit. Hey, that's the hip And Wyclef saying alive, yeah. bruh, that, that, that's that's a classic right there. But this staying alive, not it. But the video, the, what got me was the video. The video is dope. Have you seen you seen the video? Nah, I ain't watched the video. Yet. The video is actually pretty cool. It's like it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Well, it's kind of getting my nerve about Drake now. With his videos, that nigga literally, I feel like he be like, yo, I need two hundred women. Like from the wedding video to this video, it's like I promise you. But that was this video was true to life though, because it's hell of these bad bad Instagram girls. Oh damn, it's hell of Instagram girls becoming um RNs. Yeah, like that. That was the new move during COVID. And though they perform really well on OnlyFans, like like the the nurses that be doing a nurse at work, (laughs) they be performing well. (laughs) Research. But like I said, music just ain't the same. Like uh I was talking to my son about it in the car, like the music is not the same. He's telling me about Polo G. I'm telling him about Kendrick and I'm like like even with Kendrick dropped over the weekend his little statement, like Kendrick is music is art. It's gonna live on. Like I'm gonna be able to replay this last album got replay value today. I mean that to people but like these are music these are albums that I could play for my youngest son because they they're like twelve years apart. So like in twelve more years, I could play that same song I played for my other son, and they can connect on it. I don't know about some of this new stuff. Like some of this, it don't seem like it's testing. Some of this shit is just like here for the moment. It's only here for the yeah, moment. We having fun. It's only what, here what for young the moment. Said, man, we we having fun. We living rich. Yeah, man. Fuck that shit. Yeah, man. Fuck, yeah, that, man. fuck that. Fuck that. We get money. We get money. But the other sad thing is, I feel like these young. I feel like the, the the conditions are even worse. Like listening to the lyrics of these young niggas, like. They all depressed. They all depressed. They, they all, all pop pills. Violence. I mean, even even this Drake song that just dropped, the the low synth, the low riding beat. Like, where's the up tempo shit? Like, where's the you know? It's, it's the summertime. Like, Man, I was just talking to uh, shout out to Duff uh, Pewter Repairs, my boy Cassidy. Yeah. Cassidy, like he the guy that he can fix anything. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, he was a dancing ass nigga. Mm. So he told me he like, yeah, I used to be dancing. I'm a dancer. So you got to qualify that. Are you a you got served choreographed learn dancer, mm-hmm. or are you a watch me crank that yank dancer? I was about to say that. Atlanta nigga would say that. I'm like, nah, nigga, you just yeeking. You said yeeking. You ain't no dancer. I never seen a big boy get on the roof. I ain't never seen a big boy get on the roof. So look, That's all that shit is. Exactly. So he was like, yeah, it was it was crank that yank. Crank yeah, that yeah, yank. He like. It. I'm in some music videos on YouTube. I would never show anybody. I was like, nigga, I used to do it. That I nigga was in the uh, King Real. and Queen, the cards. Bro, you know I'd be cranking that game. Hey, look, I ain't gonna lie. I used to love that shit. Oh, but man. what I was telling them, though, it was such a great time. Like, and, and y'all didn't get to see it. Like, y'all won't never experience. Like, 
I'm, and I'm telling you because I do party every now and then. There's nothing like prime time out on the market right now. Did you get to go to prime time? You didn't get to go. No. You didn't get to go to prime time. At prime time. Prime time. I was just telling my girl this, man. Like, there's no spot you can just go to hear a bunch of good songs back to back and be dancing and shit. Like, it's not. There's the club ain't the same, bro. The club. Hell, even when Compound first popped off, that Compound used yeah. to be nice. Compound was it? Essos. Like, Essos. Man, like, bro, oh my. Goodness. Like now I don't even know. So, but what killed it though? Two things killed it, and we talk about this yeah, all, the time, all the time. And I need to get goddamn DJ um Jelly, yeah, DJ Jelly in here so we can have this conversation. Trap music and sections killed the club. I could, you know what? When you used to say that about both of it, I used to think he was cap because I was still kind of going out a little bit. But the trap music has gotten more synth, more low, more I'm high and doped up. And the sections, because Compound, back to Compound, they were one of the first people I've seen start killing their vibe because of sections. Like, because literally, you used to have that one section in the corner, but like outside was good. The middle area was good. Nigga, and they started off was outside. really for VIPs. It was literally yeah. a small group of people that really, if you don't have the privilege of being a VIP, you wanted to go on the floor because everybody Cause was forced to dance. Exactly. So exactly. VIP were really like a resting spot. It ain't nothing like that. Anymore. Exactly. It's now you didn't get to experience that. Like when you, like were, you really was just in VIP to rest your feet, like and get back out there because VIP was just one section that a limited amount of people could go. And if you were in there, you were probably either knew the owner, you were with the celebrity. It wasn't no drug dealer to catch you got money. Yeah. Now. When you go to clubs like Gold Room, where the whole club is sections, literally, yeah, the, that's like all the clubs. Are. Like I'm talking about, where the the issue with Gold Room, it ain't even no standing. Your standing room is the walkway, so you kind of standing in front of a section, like you kind of act like you with these niggas, so you can like not be in the way. For like, real. It's and and I know that bad because they start making sections. Like nigga, this is not even no section type area. They just put a little rope up and. Maybe it was the uh, promoters with the bottle. What, well, know. promoters had to get their money up because you got to realize well, another thing that happened, nigga, back in the day when we were going to the club, nigga, I paid $100 to go to goddamn Gucci uh, Come Home Tour. When Gucci was traveling around after he came out of jail, his clone anyway, like, folk was charging, sick, like, they had the cut line. You got two lines in the club. Y'all don't got that no more. Now it's just one line. But before, you got a regular line, and you got a cut line, and you could pay 50 60 80 The most I ever paid was $100, and I was forced to pay it because we had got all the way up there. We were like, how much is the cut line? He was like, it's $40. We are like, all right, we're cool. We'll do that. So we get all the way in line, and, you know, they got them metal partition things. And we get to the door, he says, it's $100. I said, $100? I said, skip. I'm trying to get through the crowd, and, you know, nigga like, man, what the fuck, man? What the? Broke at? It was so much, it was so hard to get back. <laughs> I, and look, dang, you had dang, on a white tee, so you didn't want to jump over that thing. <laughs> so I had to literally pay a hundred dollars. I'll never forget this. I was with Drico, but promoters can't cl- charge no more. Yeah. It's too many free clubs. You know what I'm saying? So now, uh, and shout out to, you know, places like Edgewood that kind of mm-hmm. force you to do that because. You were around white bars, yeah. white bars on club. Now, white folk don't charge like they charge black people. Like, we literally 
yeah, uh, coach, come on, yeah, you right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we, we literally, like we get charged for parking, we get charged Nigga, at the you, door. You get charged for the wrong outfit. Like, yeah, you got to pay for that. Man, you got no shoes on, we let you in, but it's an extra 50. Yeah. What, like, nigga? So, like, you're in charge. so that means you can let me in. So if you're a promoter, you no longer get the door. You only get in a percentage of the bar. That's typically how it works. You get about 15 on a real good deal. You're getting 20% of the bar. So you encouraging drinking. So you're letting people in free. The only other way to make money is to cut up the floor. And the other section. And so so add all this up. So now we've got the mounting reasons why the club ain't hitting. And on top of that, the hoes ain't hitting no more. Bruh. Like they, they not work with each other, bro. They ain't here. Like no I more. remember even... back in the day. Like, see, I don't even like when they play out there in uh juvenile song no more. Hell no. Back that ass up. Hell no. That used to be a immediate beacon call. I mean, the it, bro, it used to be like if everybody's sitting down and the party ain't okay, I know what's gonna make these women dance with these niggas. Yeah. I know it's going to make these niggas get up and quit being shy. Yeah. Look, I know it's going to get this girl to quit being shy. Out the whole party. Once I hear that song, Ju- I'm up. I'm looking. Juvenile song used to do the hoes where Mary J. Blige fine do the aunties. Stupid. <laughs> when aunties hear that song, Damn. that fine. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> bro, y'all know y'all don't see the aunties. Goddamn. Bruh. Man, and, you're right. And, and, and now that, and then that little John, when that, we oh, used to hear that. Oh, nigga, nigga up, Before old folk, before old folk took it because the steppers own it now. Yeah. Blow the whistle. Yeah, that, yeah, that, old that, that, folk that love whistle, blow the whistle, bro. Yeah. I'm my old folk be killing that song now because the steppers, Chicago steppers, made a step to it. But like back in the day, that's how you found out you weren't ugly that. Shawty got there and you grab Shawty dancing. She do that quick little look back. She look back at you and she, she keep, keep going. going. Ooh! That, that how you know it's a good time? Or the show they used to scrub the ground like they used to be looking right. like. And, and see, even on top that's, of that, these niggas I'm just trying to dance like, with my friends. And they just trying to remake the songs and they ain't giving us no new songs. And I'm saying scrub the ground. It just remind me of that Quavo remix, that scrub the ground that came out. It didn't hype nothing up. Like, it's it's this, but I also feel like it's the times we in. I feel like the economy's fucked up. I feel like politicians is fucked up. The earth, the climate <laughs> is fucked up. <laughs> listen, listen. Let me let me let me. I'm bringing it, it back. Everything's so down and so low, man. You don't even want to twerk no more. They don't even feel good no more. Like they just, bro. You remember we used to just walk and you used to see bitches just. Random just twerk, just random twerk. Cause, hey, I'm having a good time. Honestly, now you only can get it in sections. Before you just, especially honestly, in that's Atlanta. That's why Glorilla won. There you go. That's why I, I never, I never realized it until now. That's why Glorilla won. That's why she won. Shout but, out to Glorilla. Shout out because shout out. the homegirls like that. that to, her home. That's that's what you used to see any given time. It was just a good. Time. It was four or five of them anywhere. It's going down just like that. And, and don't now, pull up and play some music. It, yeah, like I'm talking about out at the red light. Yeah. You know, like at the red light, twerking on the headlights. That's yeah. what he hope. That's why yeah. I grow really yeah. I never realized it until now because now you go, women are, first of all, they're still looking good. Oh, yeah. I think now, they look better now. I was about to say that women have gotten finer. Yeah, now, that's they, they that's look, what is happening. They look better now. Peak, peak now. 
Yeah, these YouTube tutorials, yeah. the contour and the fancy, and I can match my skin tone now and all right. that. I know I'm about tricks. They definitely got finer. So they out, they looking good. Fatter too. But they literally are there. It's like they know what they did. Like, I want a, I want a, a six, five drug dealing, nice, spend money. A uh, humble nigga to walk up and ask me to dance. <laughs> like, if you don't get them that step, like real, real talk. That's why I always like when the young boys be here because I'd be like, man, how do y'all niggas survive? But I kind of do see how y'all survive now, though. I see y'all are able. I see how y'all are able to stack y'all bread and shit more now because yeah, you gotta stack it ain't, really, ain't. See, because when we was coming up, bro, like we just we described all these hot ass experiences. There's no way I'm saving no money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, There's dang. no way. Nowadays, yeah. like if I if I was in my twenties now, damn sure because it, it, it wouldn't be. I don't go to the club. That's what I'm saying. The most y'all do, they do, cl- do they charge at the club? Sometimes. But most of the times I went to, I'm not going if I don't got a section. So it's like And then they shut down the Airbnb shit. Like cause at least I used to right. do the house parties and do the yeah. now they don't do the house. Hey, can you imagine Airbnb we were throwing house? See, we can only throw house parties with somebody. But we had that one mama that was real cool. Yep. Or you had the parents that went out of town. Yep. Like Or you had that abandoned house that you had access to. Yeah. Like we used to goddamn break into the uh, neighborhood new houses mm-hmm. and be turning up in they shits. The ones in the neighborhood that ain't nobody moved in yet, because they used to always leave the key at the top. Or before or, technology let you do the look. I don't, I don't know button. if y'all was on that, but I know on the south side we was on them. We was notorious for those daytime house parties. Like when your parents was at work, the skip house, the skip parties. That used to be the joint too. Uh, none of that happened. If we if we would have Airbnb skip party, yeah, I niggas had fun. But if we no, yeah, if what? we would have had, for if we would have had Uber, yeah, y'all can yeah. get to each other. But you know how hard it had to be to get to your home. Niggas used to walk. Niggas bro, used to walk. Nigga, niggas used to trek. I'm gonna bro. give you a walk story. I'm gonna give you a walk story. Matter of fact, fuck this. I'm gonna get my boy Trev. My boy Trev. I never forget that me and him dating. We got these two friends. We dating. And she was like, yo, we want, we're going to the movies. So we're like, all right, let's go meet them at the movies. See, y'all don't even go to the movie and kiss no more. Y'all don't go to the skating ring. That used to the movies, kiss no more. The movies used to be the skating ring. But, but, but I think that's, that's still middle school, high school though. Cause these niggas, they go to the movies and sister. So it's still middle school. Okay, high school. okay, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, cause we, we used to go to now, the movies. Now you can't get away with it in your twenties now. Like, these, yeah, these whole bougie. Like, yeah. So look, Rue, Rue Chris, like, nah, bitch. So look, but well, it's social media. They got they see more. <laughs> like I women ain't never what the fuck is a rude Chris? <laughs> hey, I remember I took a bitch to that Truitt's in the South Side, you know, the fancy Chick-fil-A, and she thought I was done. <laughs> that nigga took it to the nigga took it to the dwarf house. <laughs> took it to the dwarf house. You should have had the unlimited chicken to it's, it's a buffet. A chicken nuggets and waffle fry. Bitch ain't never seen. Right on, yeah, man. Hey, Trey, what's up, man? You on the Just Elders podcast? How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How you doing? Hey, man, we just talking about shit we used to do back in the day, and I thought about <laughs> that story when we tried to go to the movies, and we didn't have. You told me we had a ride. This nigga Trey, this nigga Trey said, "Yeah, bro, him, her mama gonna give us a ride back." Because my mama said, my sister said she not dropping us off. His daddy said he ain't dropping him off. 
Man, we get to the movie theater and the girl was like, uh, Trail, I, I asked her. I was like, Trey actually said, your mama can give us a ride home. She was like, uh-uh, she don't even know y'all here. Boy, you know that. So, say, you know that. Look, we at Stonecrest Stone Mall. It's cold as fuck. This nigga Trail lives at Horse Park in Conyers. Trail, how do we try yeah. to get home, bro? Man, we asked the police to take it home. No, no, so, my nigga, that's how so you know it's bad because I did the same thing, bro. We had to walk so far. I was just like, man, let's ask the police for it. Hey, look, when the, when the police told us no, what we about to do, bro? Man, I think we about to steal the car or something. Well, look, we we're, we're about to break out a window so we go to jail because we knew they were going yeah. to take us home. So, ma'am, like, they got that job for chicken service. That was the car say, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, that shit was funny as hell, man. Hey, Trey, I'm gonna hit you back. But look, me and Trey, we, we used to, remember we steal your daddy car that didn't have no insurance on it? Uh, no insurance. <laughs> then the battery went dead and we didn't know what was wrong with it. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, I was just telling them, man, if we would have had Uber uh, back in the day, bro, our life would have been so much easier. Like, oh, yeah. These young niggas winning, bro. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no difference. Bro, hey man, Trey, we gotta talk. Happy anniversary, bro. All right, appreciate it, appreciate it. Childhood best friend, man. That, nigga, that's some real shit, cause I remember me and my boy shot in Marquise and Carvon. We was stuck in the same Southlake movie theater at the top, and we stayed on Riverdale Road. So we mm. walked from Mount Zion to Riverdale. That's nigga, walk. we walked, nigga, and it was so bad. Same thing. Hey man, let's ask the police. Now my nigga Marquise, he's from Cali. He's a real nigga, so he was like, nah, "Hell no, nah, nigga, we ain't no fucking police, no fucking ride blood." Like, like that, nigga, that nigga was not with that. He was not with that shit, man. And, nigga, and I still asked, and they would not give us a, same thing because I was thinking, bro, it's so you get so indoctrinated when you're a kid, and you be thinking like, "Police are really here to help your friend." I mean, like they're your friend. We're we're stranded and. It's the other part of hell. You don't want us to get robbed or killed or anything. Like we're high, you know what I'm saying? High school, we're high school. We kids like give us a ride. No, but man, that, that's that's a real thing. And back to times, right? Segway talking about times change. I'm about to go right there. Where, where, where you going? Uh, shoot, man, my boy. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was gonna talk about how shit, how shit was trash, but. Uh, what? We, we go to the boys. Nah, nah, nah. Go with you. I know. I was saying because the times is bad. Like economy bad, everything bad. Shit so bad. Nigga, Balenciaga is selling trash bags. Like they're they're selling yeah. literal trash bags Word. for fifteen hundred. You ain't see the you post fifteen. Yeah. I think Balenciaga. it was fifteen fifteen hundred. Yeah, pull the poster, bro. So it's it's a it's not the same material as a trash bag, but it is the hefty all black. You had to move before. Yeah, put your shit in the trash bag. Yeah, like every sure. man did that. Yeah. Balenciaga has now commodified that shit. Bro, that shit is horrible. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm convinced that these folks are literally they watch how we just do anything they tell us to do, and they just trying to test the, they just trying to t- test the waters. Like, how much dumb shit can we get y'all to do? Like, 1800. There you go, 1800. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm saying, bro. That shit crazy, dog. 
That shit's a legit damn trash bag, bro. I'm not. Nah. Hefty bag. Yeah, you carrying around. Nah. <laughs> Take the trash out. Look at goddamn Cody in the bit. <laughs> right, look, but then the sad, the, let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you the sad thing about the sad thing about that bag is it looks so much like a trash bag, especially if you get the black one. Somebody gonna fuck around, throw that shit out, nigga. Like, bro, literally. <laughs> I know if I'm, a, I, I, if I'm, I'm the, gonna, if I'm the garbage man, I'm gonna look out. I'm like, shit, nigga. Somebody might be throwing one of these Balenciagas away. Man, if like, especially if I go to one of my friend's house that got money. And I ain't know they dumb enough to buy one like this. Like, hey man, y'all got some more trash bag. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this thing. Out. Dumping all the food in that shit. Man, this that shit hurt. Anybody hard. that I ain't gonna lie, if I see anybody with this, nah, it's, it, nah they deserve to get robbed. That's just stupid. You, just, you deserve. You, you got money. You got money to blow. Dude, yeah, you just you deserve to get robbed. Man. Like I anybody with this is like, yeah, rob me. And like, I feel like whatever you're gonna put inside of it. It's gonna be expensive as well, like because it's the Balenciaga trash bags. So you get your real clothes and your, is that's a lick. Anybody see that? Yeah, anybody that. see that? That's 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 go time. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a like so. I'm telling y'all, don't wear that because you look like a you look like a target. Yeah, nigga throwing the trash out. <laughs> I'm like, really, like, eighteen hundred dollars. Then you know how sometimes they say, well, you know, if you got it, it ain't tripping. That's one of those things. I don't that's care if true. you do got it. I don't care that's if you, you got it, Rick. Got it or not, this All right, I ain't gonna lie. What's the point? If though? I had it, I'd get it. For what? <laughs> for, <laughs> for fucking what? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you gonna keep it? Yes, no, I'm gonna I'm get it. Like, it's, it's gonna be one of those things like. You gonna use it as an actual trash bag, though? No, no, that's yeah, trash bag. I, I'll, I'll have it. Just say I had it. Put Probably put some shit in it, but like. That right there, I if I had eighteen just to throw, and I, this and this would have to be literally I had it to throw, like damn near had it to burn. Don't invite me over. I'm switching that trash <laughs> bag out. <laughs> keep this, but no, I'm gonna Dang. get this shit. Let's let's keep uh, Christmas present. I'm gonna get this shit. Dang. Dang. I'd be mad as hell if somebody gave me this shit. Man, see, that, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's levels up because it's Man, like, this, this shit cannot be no gift at all unless this is a gift of a circle of friends who, you know, where you get the person that has everything. Hey, look, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get it for key. Then I'm like, look at the bad bitch. <laughs> just because just you a good fucking friend. Did to the crate. Did to the oh crate. my god, boy. this nigga is a potter, man. Hey, y'all fuck with us. Hey, but look, let's get to it, man. Because it. speaking of back in the day, man, we're going back to school. Back to school, and you know, Keith got a big announcement. Back to school. Hey, this is a big deal, man. Man, you talking about the boy, the head good boys yeah, in the building, man. Hey, man. Hey, my boy, what grade my boy going to? Seventh grade, uh, seventh seven grade. grade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Cohen in the building. Let me go right there in that corner right there. Grab yeah, that mic. Go in that corner right there. Yeah, you stand beside your uncle. Dang, dang. Man, what's up, bro? How you feeling, man? Hey, man, it's Cohen in the building, man. Well, introduce yourself, man. Do your drop, bro. Do your drop. I'm Cohen Hager. My dad is Keith Hager. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, man. What grade you going to, bro? Seventh. Well, I'm already in look, it. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. We're in yeah, the camera. Look, We're in look the camera. Camera. You potting. Seventh. You excited? Mm-hmm. Man, look. Tell them what you've been doing. Tell them what you've been doing. Cutting grass. Cutting grass. Ooh. Making that money. Oh, so you so you went back to school with uh you went back to school with school money. 
Yeah. Hold one second. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I am super excited. You know, I've interviewed a lot of amazing people. I've interviewed, had the privilege to interview politicians, community leaders. But I'm excited about this because I'm interviewing my best friend, oldest and first son. Y'all give it up for my boy, Cole. What's up, bro? Cole Daddy. Man, you about to go to seventh grade, dog. Like, you got to realize seventh grade for me, see, you... You better than me. Like, you going to seventh grade and you seem smart. Like, I really wasn't that smart in seventh grade. Like, <laughs> I'm only going to be real, man. Seventh grade, that was when I was like, you, you talking to girls? You, you got a girlfriend yet? Kind of. Kind of. See, that, even that answer better than me. Cause something like that. Something like I had that. none. <laughs> I did not have no girls in seventh now, grade. Now, now Cole, this is the real question. Are you ready? That's a good question. Because, you know, seventh grade is like seventh grade dance, seventh grade football. We don't have a seventh grade dance. What? But look, if you play it, you're going to get asked by an eighth grader. They got an eighth grade dance? Eighth grade got a dance? They got a formal, but only eighth graders can attend. But what if an eighth grader asks a seventh grader? What happened? They can't. They can't? They can't? They block it like that? Who said they can't? The principles. Man, I'm going to be real. I'm going to give you a piece of advice, man. I'm going to give you a piece of advice. I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of advice while you're here. Now, I need you to hear it. Your daddy going to clarify what I'm saying, but I need you to hear this when I say it. Rules are for normal people. Okay? When you're an extraordinary dude, when you're doing great things, people make rules different for you. Man. So you might be the first seventh grader to ever go to the eighth grade form. Imagine you make the football team. And you blasting everybody on defense. You knocking niggas out. You laying niggas out every every game, every game. So much so that the principal is like, "Look, this he gotta go to the formal. This go to the gotta go to the formal." I don't think they gonna do that because last, last year, like there was a lot of good people. There was a lot of good people on the football team and the basketball team, but they didn't get to go to the eighth grade formal. All right, all right. What was their last name though? Hmm? Was it Hey Good? No. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. So hey we back here. We back here. Exactly. But nah, man. Seventh grade, Cone. How you feeling, man? Good. You on the microphone. You look in the camera. Good. All right. Anything you want to say to the people, man? Anything you want to say to those uh, sixth graders and fifth graders? Advice to them oh, to yeah. get through that's, it? That's good because uh, shout out to Kennedy. His little sister going to the sixth grade. Right? Yeah, so get some advice. So, so to get your, some advice to the sixth grade. To your sixth graders. Mm-hmm. Focus on making A and B honorable or getting all A's. There you go. There you okay. Go. How can you do that, man? Because, you know, it was a struggle for me. How did you do it? I just studied, took extra time, asked my teachers questions. Man, see, you that guy, man. See, I used, I used to struggle with that. Now, look, you ain't getting in no fights this year, are you? No. You stay away from the fights, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Somebody try to fight you, what you do? Fight back. No, man, you run. <laughs> <laughs> nah, somebody put their hands on you now. You handle your business. Yeah, handle your business. But nah, his school pretty cool. I've been in his school. Like, it's, it's, uh... What school you at? Woodland. Woodland. And you playing football this year? Mm-hmm. What's, what's, y'all, what's y'all mascot? A wolf. Oh, okay. Ooh, you know nah, like... that's uh, Henry County. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Can I, can I come to your game? I mean, yeah. I guess so. I, I, yeah, we'll be out there. We'll yeah, be out hey, there. look. Now, I ain't going to lie. I'm the loud uncle. 
I be talking that jump too. So what number you trying to wear this year? No oh, man. Oh, it gotta matter, man. We gotta get your number. Look, where, where? So, what position you playing? Defense. Well, that's what I wanted to play. What? What position? Linebacker. Oh, that's that man position, bro. That's, that's, that's a man position right there. That's what I played in middle school, bro. So, hey, hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, look, when you get out there, have fun. You know what I'm saying? But really go hard. You know what I'm saying? You know what they say when they say blow through the whistle? Go through the whistle. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when the whistle blow, when the play over, you still, ah, ah. They be like, oh, they, that dude a monster. You do that, the coach going to see it. I'm telling you, that's the stuff coach looking for. Yeah, man. That's stuff looking for, man. But look, be proud of you, brother. Your locks look good, too. Oh, yeah, man. Put that down, man. Show them the lock. Hey, hey, enjoy that lock, fam. Hey, look. I would have gave all the money in the world to have this hair in seventh grade. <laughs> Boy, who you telling? <laughs> hey, look. When I was in seventh grade, Mario came out with a song called Braid My Hair. Oh, my God. Man, and every dude with hair was winning. All the girls like dudes with hair. I couldn't do it. I used to put something in my hair called an S-curl. You ever seen the S curl? Yeah. Yeah. I used, hey, that S curl. And my mama didn't used to do it right. Well, what's so crazy is, man, like, I be talking about how cool we is as parents. My mom even let me grow my hair, period. Right. Like, you had to get you a little like thug. thug. You look like a yeah, thug. You look like a thug. So, like, the fact that he said he wanted to lock it up, and, you know, I start locking it up. His mom got locks, too. Like, the whole family got locks, damn it. So, it's like, I'm glad he did it. He in the seventh grade. And, boy, like I told him, you get to high school, bro. Oh, bro. You know how long your hair going to be high Bro, you gonna be really, you really gonna be like, killing your uncle, bro. High school. Now you know my my. <laughs> you see mine, mine's straight. I'm just telling you, like when I braid mine back, them things go all the way back. So look, you stick it through high school, you gonna be the man, bro. I think you gonna stick through. You gonna stick through? Yeah. All right, we all proud right. of you, bro. At least to the end of high school. All right, there you go. Five years. Five more years. Five years. That's that's a strong, you know, you probably going to be on that, you now know, this, growing up. Now, this, this, going is, to college. this is what I also want to do, because everybody know we've been potting about four years, going into our fourth year, right? We had announcements coming later. But we're going to be potting for another five, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Cohen, what I want you to do, because we had this conversation in the car. My boy's in the seventh grade. King, a little hater back here. My boy's in the seventh grade. I said, look, in five years... Yeah, you're ready for college. He said he think five years is long. So I want you to look in the camera and talk to Cohen in five years. What, what do you want to say to yourself? Because we're going to have you come back in five years, graduation episode, and play this clip back. And I'm going to ask you, did that seem long or was that close? So what do you want to tell yourself five years? Five years is a long time. Okay, and what do you want to be when you go to school? What are the two things you told me? A lawyer or a dentist. All right, cool. Now, we got it documented. Everybody, y'all know what y'all did with y'all. So great. I wrote down so many. Architect. A helicopter pilot. Yeah. <laughs> now wanted, I'm a podcaster. I wanted, I wanted to write jingles like Jamie Foxx. Oh, in shit. Middle school. Like, so, yeah. Like, so I do that for like a, a time stamp. But I ain't gonna lie, man. Time is definitely gonna fly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, seventh grade. You are, y'all think about this year. Don't it seem like your summer just went by? Like it was just super fast? For me, it went by slow. For real? Okay. Well, thank you for ruining my That's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) My son. (laughs) But look, I'm telling you, regardless if you know it or not, time is about to fly by. And especially 
as because one thing about middle school, the older middle school, you get to get into you about to start playing football. Football is gonna make time because when football season go by, you're gonna be waiting for the next football season. So it's gonna literally you get to t- uh, track your time through activities. And once you start doing that, that's when time starts flying by. High school gonna get here. Next thing you know, you're trying to figure out where you're going to college. I'm just telling you. It's, or it's, if you're going to college. If you're going to college, what you want to do. My only you advice. Might be, you might have a show by the end. This podcast company, you know what I'm saying? My advice, my, my only advice to you is everything you want to do, try it and start it right now. That's the only thing I wish I would have did. I wish I would have started my businesses in seventh grade. I started my businesses in like technically 10th grade. Yeah, like trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to sell stuff. Like whatever that you want to do. You say you want to be a dentist. Like literally right now, you need to be reaching out to dentists, uh, calling them, trying to shadow them, watching on it. Like whatever you want to do, do as much of it. You can do it right now. And it's going to make you more successful faster. And uh, keep an eye on the smart girls. Hey, for real. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. No matter how they look, there's something called a glow up. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Keep an eye on the smart it's girls. It's so, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Love you, man. Love you. Get a mic back to I ain't allowed that. That's it's the head good boys of that. Y'all, y'all heard, uh, that's my other little son back there too. Little hating ass talking. Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. If Keith, like, Keith got it made. Your boys, that age, that's the age where it get fun, man. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's the age like I said. The end of seventh grade, eighth grade summer is when I, I came to live with my dad. I was with this. So, like, this the, you know, this this so that. It's, it's, it's the perfect time and I got some more stuff I want to say to him off mic. I don't want to say it on camera, but uh, <laughs> but like I remember seventh grade is when I went to my daddy. Matter of fact, oh my god, I, I would have called him back. The nigga who I just called, yeah, I called my daddy in seventh grade. That nigga was trying to fight me. That's how we became friends. Damn. So my daddy was teaching me how to fight. I ain't never had a fight before. Seventh grade was my first fight, and me and Trail. And Trail was like, you know how they got them bad kids that know how to fight? Yeah. He was that dude. Oh. He was that dude. He was him and the other dude named Matt Matt. They were the baddest fighters in the school. I ain't never heard a nigga named Mac and not be able to fight. Yeah, like. <laughs> you said it twice. Yeah, so, Mac. <laughs> so, so, so these dude, these dude, like, Trail was about to fight me because, again, I ain't had no girl in seventh grade. Mm. So what I was doing, I was asking every girl to the dance to see who was going to say yeah. Literally, I'm just, yo, can I take you to the dance? I just wanted to see who was going to say yeah. And I fuck around and asked Jamiria Robinson. Trail's <laughs> girl. Trail girl. She said, Damn. she said, she said, no. She said, ooh, I'm a tail trail. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, Everybody was in band. We was in band when she did it. Bro, why, why did I just tell Kennedy the other day, like, something happened, and she's trying to instigate a little fire, just fake instigate. And I said, don't do that. Because half of the fights boys get into, damn near 85%, be about girls. it be about girls. She didn't have to tell Trail. She could have just said, no, 
Alright. She said, I'm right. a tail trail. I'm a tail trail so means she that she finna make you so get she, in trouble. So she told this nigga. So I'm dodging this nigga all goddamn. And she didn't just tell him, oh, he asked. She probably told him, like, this nigga was all in my face. Right. He said, fuck you. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm dodging this nigga all day. I get to the bathroom. My cu- my brother Stacy gonna fuck you up. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Damn. Exactly. Bruh. Ain't like, I'm a lover, bro. I'm definitely not a fighter. <laughs> so, 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 goddamn, I get to the bathroom. Trail pull up on me. They pull up on me, and I'm like, oh, not shit. in the bathroom. Bro. Oh, shit. You're shaking like a string. <laughs> so, you know. so look, I did, look, I literally remember I was about to pull my belt off real fast because it was like four of them niggas. And I was just going to start to swing in my way out the bathroom. I spilled the milk on your shirt. <laughs> hey, hey, so look. Oh, I'm Dr. Williams, the principal. He came in, sure about the square. Dr. Williams coming here, like, what y'all doing? Get to class. So he literally <laughs> made us all. He made us all go to class. And this is how it's funny how life works, man. I ended up going to ISS for some. Uh, I did something else. I think I got caught cheating something. I got ISS. Trail had crawled out of a. Uh, you know how the window used to open? You know how the window used to open up? Uh-huh. He crawled out the classroom through the window. And he got- man, shout out to the bad niggas. Man. They used to make school so fun, bro. <laughs> they did, they did. That's why it's funny as a teacher. You be like, I hate that student. We all love that student because he was entertaining. So Trail crawled out the window. He got ISS. So we got sent to ISS the same time. So when I walk in, Trail there. And he like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he... I'm like, damn, bro. Like, not only have I got ISS, I'm about to get OSS. <laughs> Me and this nigga about to get the packing. Shout out to Miss Lowe. She was a substitute teacher for ISS. He used to be the big, fat, fat white dude that was an ISS teacher. He wasn't there. Miss Lowe was there, and she was working on something on her uh, desk. She was working on a family tree, and she literally pointed out how me and Trail are cousins. And that day we became best friends. Oh, Trick or Trail, gang, gang. He one of them niggas. Like, Literally, you my cousin. Like that and when you day, in the country and you got a cousin in the country, nigga. Like, when we found out we were cousins, you can ask my mama. I was either at Trail House, Trail was either at my house. We were literally inseparable for all of middle school. I believe it. And then I got locked up my summer. Like, Trail was smarter than me because the summer I went to go get locked up. I was going to do that shit I mm-hmm. did. Uh, I asked Trail to come with me. I about to say, I know you had to ask him. And Trail like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Dang. 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 Hey. I'm a bad nigga for hey, real. Hey, that that sounds, shit sounds super bad. Hey, so it's just funny how life worked, man. Like, but middle school, literally, that just, seventh grade was such a, when they talk about core moments, I have so many core memories of middle school, man. Like, uh, most of my core memories came there. Winning the talent show. That built my confidence. You know what I'm saying? Learn how to talk to girls. Learning how to fight. Like, like literally running for class president. Like, doing yeah. all that shit was just, like, core memories. Middle school is all about discovering, right? You discover who you are. In high school, you define that discovery. Mm-hmm. So, if you were smart in middle school, you went into high school being smart. If you was an athlete in middle school, you went into high school being an athlete. Whatever mm-hmm. you were in middle school, you kind of got better at it yeah, I tr- in high school. I truly believe that because eighth grade, I remember getting a bunch of awards for like being smart, being on stage. Like That was a very 
I got so many awards. The principal was like, hey, Mr. Hager, we'll just get you a chair right here. We'll just keep you on stage. So you got a lot more coming. And then after that, it's a core memory. All the hoes. Because all the, all they mamas was like, Intra- do you know, do you know him? Do you know it? And I'm like, yeah, I know her. I know her. I in class. Start tutoring and shit. Ninth grade came, nigga. I was out here with the tutoring business and on the hoes. But to your point, I also tried out for the basketball team. I had just moved down here from Charleston. I was the last nigga to make it because you had to play one-on-one to get that last spot. One-on-one, got the last shot. Never forget that shit. Boom. Uh, I'll never forget that. So I made the team. Last slot. The nigga that I beat out been on the team since 6th, 7th grade. So him and his dad came to Coach Friday. The nigga had tears in his eyes that he didn't make the team. And Coach Friday was like, hey, good. Sorry, man. You know, he been here. Dead ass. So they let me go. They kicked you up. They let me go. So I was on the reserve team. Reserve team was basically, you know, trash. No, 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 no. No, reserve team was, you know, basically school basketball season starts at the top of the school. Midway through school, report cards come out. If your ass is failing, you can't play basketball in the second half of the uh, season. Okay, okay. So the reserve team is, okay, these niggas can come right in if they got their grades good too. I said, man, fuck that. I ain't on no fucking reserve team. But I ain't coming back. I said, nigga, you cut me. Fuck that. I ain't coming back. But to your point, I know if I would have stayed on the team in eighth grade, I would have matriculated in ninth grade and tenth grade. I don't think I would have played through high school like that, like that. But I think I would have still been hooping. You would, like, because it, it it it's uh, it's like a level of confidence. Yeah, like exactly. I can do this. Exactly. Like and and confidence breeds uh competence breeds confidence. Right. So when you know you can do it, you're even more confident and then the win makes another win. So you just it, so, it rolls you. Because my core memory of sports, uh literally to the day, like football, I remember Coach Cox, red looking white boy, I was country as hell. Um it was my first time ever playing football. And Tim Baker was this big old soft giant. He was big as hell, mean on the field, but the nicest dude you would ever meet. Like, to this day. How I them big niggas be? Anybody, like, literally, I'm looking at the camera. I'll clip this. If, if you went to Carver Middle School with me, please tag Tim Baker on this video. I would love to see him again because that dude was just so cool. Um, Tim Baker, he looked at me. He was like, you uh, – he said, you ever play football? I said, no. He said, this your first time? I said, yeah. He said, you about to get killed. <laughs> that nigga told me. That nigga told me. This is my first. Like, and you know, I don't even know how to put the pads in the pants. Everybody been playing since Pop Warner, Little League. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these hip pads are. Like, nigga, none I, of that. I knew none of that. And I went out there, and the first thing was trying to see who's going to be on kit return. And I could not catch that ball <laughs> for shit, bro. That till this day, my my entire high school career, just talk about confidence, right? Because of that moment in high school, and the coach was like, he was like, man, get off of here. Like they didn't let me play in defense and they didn't let me uh play fullback for blocking. But like to this day, even in high school, my confidence on kit return was low. That shit harder than, it, than people think, bro. Like but it, it's harder. But I'm just saying, like, as good as I was in football, my confidence was low because of that one core memory Bruh, it, of the entire school. That's the main reason why I never played football. Like, my brother played because, he, luckily, we moved to Atlanta when he was around sixth grade, seventh grade. He could just, you know, you can kind of try out there. Going into high school playing football, I never played. No, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to 
I knew that. Like, you're not going to make me look crazy. I'm not going to get blasted. I don't know nothing about routes. I don't know and nothing about. And that's what about... it was for basketball for me. That's why I told Cohen, just do football. You in seventh grade, you might get blasted. You might not want to do it again, but at least you said you did it. I wish I would have been able to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those vicarious things. That and his hair. Two vicarious things right. that I wish I would have had. <laughs> so I, I remember trying out for basketball with Trail. That Trail tried out. And it was the first drill where you had to run down the he had to run down the field, throw the b- basketball up against the backboard one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in the line. You yeah, do it behind you. Well, they got me to do it. I did it. The ba- <laughs> I, I just remember the coach said, "Yeah, Washington, you good." Damn, bro. Damn. I ain't, I'm talking about. I'm not. 30 minutes into practice, and the coach already said, yeah, you, you good. Yeah, so it's been two funny. things I got kicked out of. My band teacher said I was the first person she ever told to go play football. And the basketball <laughs> coach cut me within 30 minutes. Hey. That, but that's that's what happens, man. So, man, shout so out I'm to you. I'm excited about Cohen. Yeah, I'm excited about Baby Girl. Yeah, Baby Girl, she at middle school. She's excited. Man, she got this class. She tested to be in this class for like it's called AVID, and they get you ready for college in sixth grade. Like, so they're going on college tours and stuff, and uh, <laughs> make it so uh, funny. Like, I was listening to the curriculum, and I'm like, this shit sound like what every student need because he was like, we're going to be teaching them how to really be organized, take notes, da 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 da. So I'm like, only AVID kids get to learn this. They're not teaching this to all the middle schoolers. They're like, nah. I was like, damn, like, this, it just kind of shows you those, yeah, it kind of, I understood what he said too, though, because he was saying also, it's a test level thing, because if you can't even do your English and your math, you ain't writing no notes, no way, you need to be learning how to read, but I was kind of, I just test bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, I was just thinking, maybe, what if you just test bad, because I, you know, I was a smart nigga that used to hang out with, like, everybody and give my friends all the answers, and I used to know niggas that tested bad, niggas who was smart as fuck. With no shit as we studying, the test come, nigga, fail. It's like, bro, how you fail that? I used to stand behind the I tested bad excuse, but I ain't test. I just tested lazy. Nigga, by 26, nigga, that Christmas tree coming out. (laughs) But, like, I used to to be lazy, bro. But, see, that's the thing. Shout out to C. Devin Fort Valley. In middle school, they gave us a test-taking course, and you learn, like, you know, tips and tricks. Like, you learn... You know, if it's multiple choice and it's four answers, you automatically mark out two. You know that if it's a certain type of question, they want to trick you with it. So the opposite answer is the answer. You know, like, is this little, you know, little tips and tricks you learn is to take a test so you can score high. You know what I'm saying? And learn, like, how always ask about the scoring. Like, Did they teach y'all when in doubt, pull C out? <laughs> no, that was a hood nigga talking about that. <laughs> Look, and, and take a little bit of that CarMax and rub it on the side of the schedule. <laughs> I used to have a nigga to do that shit all day. <laughs> hey, I was just horrible. I ain't gonna lie. I'm almost ashamed. I'm just surprised. Shout I out got to the Scantrons, man. I miss Scantron. I was a. I I went. I went about five to six months not knowing if I really graduated high school. You heard? Because I didn't walk, and I wrote like to pass a test. You had to pass a test. I I needed to pass my finals to graduate. And um, if you didn't have your tuition paid, you couldn't take your finals. I wrote a bad check 
to take my to, to pay my finals. But so I literally waited till a Friday after three o'clock to give them the check because I knew they couldn't cash it till Tuesday. But my teacher was gonna give me my results at the end of the day on Friday. She was gonna grade it. So once I graded it, once I passed it, I called her. She said I passed. I never called the school back because technically, if my check bounced, my tuition wasn't paid. I couldn't pay it. Like technically, they could have said you didn't graduate. And shout out my sister Paula. She called the school for me. I was like, I don't even give a fuck. I ain't going to college man, anyway. That shit is funny, bro. That shit funny, my man. Shout out to middle school, man. So, like, you know, Pod, y'all been living with us, growing with us. I'm pretty sure I'll be having some crazy-ass updates in these next four to five years. What's yeah. going on? Because uh, middle school is real. Middle school is real. But thing is, when you think about middle school, going back to your avid classes, like, they are literally – testing our students at that age you know auto in third grade whether you know they talk about the prison who they going to prison stuff like that so my boy got caught up in that shit because he tested bad one time and they were trying to put him on a whole pipeline hell no my nigga we we do that test like that shit is real like and if you shout out to walk dig through the crates if you're not an advocate for your student yeah like i mean i'm dealing with that with my nephew now and, you know, my nephew now is literally, when you get suspended in April till January, like, they literally, and then if you know my nephew, he ain't no unruly kid. He mm-hmm. ain't no, just done got caught up, you know what I'm saying? And now they put you in a, a turn of virtual school, a school that's virtual. And y'all niggas can't even go to work virtually. So you trying to put kids in school do schoolwork? So that's one step away from dropping out one step away from and Walt said all the time, the further you are from me, the closer you are to jail. He said that all his students, the further you away from me, the closer you are to jail. So mm-hmm. sit on the front, the first two rows, if you want to ensure your success. So mm-hmm. hey, shout out to all the parents out there that's going back to school. Shout out to Brooke. She's going to high school. Hey, 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 that's that's super exciting. Uh, just shout out to everybody. Let's advocate for our kids because we want to keep them safe. We want to sure. keep them out of trouble. Um, speaking of trouble, speaking of jail, um, Brittany Griner. Dang, dang, dang. I ain't gonna lie. Talk about fucking up my day. Um, I knew she was gonna get some time. Yeah, I, I thought they said that like Russia has like a 90% conviction rate. Like if you go in front of their judge, you're gonna go there. Well, just the times we're in, I knew she was getting time. Regardless of like just our whole relationship with Russia right now. I knew she was going to jail. Nine years? Yeah. That's I mean, ridiculous. It's though. it's a statement too. It's a um it's a political statement. It's Russia saying, you know, we don't support we you know they already don't support gay gay shit over there. Like they ain't with the gay marriage, they ain't with the lesbian. That's one. Two, they don't they don't support illicit drugs over there either. And I just think it was one of those, like you said, because we're doing what we're doing with the US, we get the Throw my nose in your face, you know what I'm saying? But and you know, I wanna I wanna talk about the political side, but I also want to talk about, you know, our responsibility side. I do a lot of international travel, I do a lot of traveling. But I do not play nowhere else. Like I don't play, I only I'm I don't get relaxed, I don't get like hell, we was in Kenya, they're talking about how weed illegal and shit like that. Like yeah, like, like, but I know. You no, know, I never asked you on your like international trips, like how, because I know you don't do none of that shit, no way. So yeah, it's like, 
But you know, obviously Jamaica is it's easy. You get it wherever you want to get it. But you go to places like Dubai, which I think the worst place to go. Dubai, you don't they don't it's a they don't drink. You know what I'm saying? It's a Muslim country. It's, it's, so it's a, they don't a even let of, you have premarital sex in Dubai. You can't even have surrogates in Dubai because you can't have a child out of wedlock. Mm. So it's like Dubai is like a horrible place to go to, but niggas love it. <laughs> like, well, I, I understand halfway because they are relaxing some laws, like the drinking thing. They relaxed on, so people are allowed to do a little bit more drinking. Being single, like letting single women be out there, uh, they kind of relaxed on that. You know, I just know because you know, shout out me and my girl watch Real Housewives of Dubai. Yeah, but you're talking about a different class of people. That too. So that too. And I want, I want to say that, that too. because. Because uh, I've never seen where everybody's when servants. My, when my ex-girlfriend was a teacher out there. Now, according to America Pay, they getting paid good. But over there, they getting paid the bottom of the barrel to them. So don't, the parents treating you like you are their servant. You're the kid servant. They talking yeah. to you crazy. Teaching the school talking to you crazy. Like, it is a very, classism is real. Oh, yeah. It's like. A- Dubai, Abu Dhabi, when you think about how fast that country, Abu Dhabi was built on modern day slavery. Like, Mm. immigrants get over there, they take their passports. So a lot, if you talk to the average immigrant over there, uh, they don't have their passport and they're working to get it back. But it takes so long to get it back. That might mean something, bro. When we watched the show, me and my girl noticed how like the the customer service, the industry workers part of it, Mm -hmm. It's it's all right. It's not it's like just Africans, the, Africans, it, it, Asians. Yeah, but it's the to your point, the lowest of those in yeah. those areas. So damn. But li- damn. literally, you can talk to them about they literally can't get their passports back until they work it off. That's wild. That's that's crazy. So Abu Dhabi, if you look at, you can Google it right now. Like how fast Abu Dhabi was built. Because they didn't build their own like sand and water. Like yeah, it was, it's, it's the man-made. country was built in record timing. But most of your labor was dirt cheap or free. You know what I'm saying? So when you go into these other countries, like I just like I got tried when I went out there. And how I would have responded if I got tried like that on Atlanta Airport and how I responded there is two different things. Mm-hmm. There, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking like the husband on crash. <laughs> like, I ain't doing shit. Come on, man. Hey, look. Don't touch my wife, Mike. Don't touch my wife, Mike. <laughs> but goddamn, uh, in Atlanta, you know, I would have nutted the fuck up. So, you know, I talked to y'all about my ex uh, that would try to fly with some weed, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm making her walk in front of me. And that's like, why. That's why. Like, you never know, bro. You never know if this is your time. Like, we, you can't be so relaxed. And then if you black. As black people, we cannot afford to be put in this position. Like, because if Britney Griner was uh Britney uh <laughs> what's a uh Jenner, <laughs> whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like if it was a different Britney, uh Britney Spears, this would be looked at a little they bit. They would have left her crazy ass over there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just saying I'm you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh but if it would have been a different type of Britney this shit would have looked completely different. You know what I'm saying? Them wrestlers looking at her like, man, you gay, you black, you taller. First of all, you know, men looking at her like, man, you're a bit tall ass. I'm going to show your ass. Like, then Russia don't let people. 
you are from the U.S., kind of a mid-celebrity. You don't think Russia wasn't monitoring you all these years going back and forth anyways and didn't know you already had hashish on you? Because you, that's not your first time going over there playing. So it ain't your first time packing the oil. And then they've like, been following you. I think it was. The, I think it was low key a little bit of a setup. I seen something say because it was an empty because it was an empty bottle. It wasn't even a full bottle of the hashish. It's like a, it was an empty. I bag. heard somebody said it was uh, prescribed to or something like that. The it, doctor it, said it probably was. Yeah, like so. My thing is, and we know what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. It ain't like she was traveling outside of this Ukraine stuff. She was traveling in the midst of this Ukraine Russia. And we get so relaxed. Like, that's what I be would be getting on my nerves about us. Like, we really be relaxed about this shit like it ain't going to happen to me. Like, we be relaxed around police like they really ain't going to shoot me. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We so far removed from it. That's why I said we got to get more connected as a people. Because even in the Britney Griner situation, this is an example of people being removed from each other. There really wasn't a real. You heard what, uh, what you call it said? What? Um, Boosie. What? How the hell this girl get nine years for a weed pen? And the USA ain't doing nothing about it. I wish I had it on the screen. You, yeah, you got to see his face. <laughs> you know, Boosie be like, put that on. if that was Taylor Swift, it'll be a peace treaty right now. If it was Taylor Swift, it'd be a peace treaty right now. It'll be a, a slight, we'll be, they'll be drafting to go to war. For weed, pink, nine years, years, forty years. What that show for black women in the United States? And the vice president, as a black woman, you supposed to be on the front line. Boosie be so high. You supposed to be, <laughs> supposed to be on the front line. Then your eyes to get that black woman out of jail. In. Nine damn years. Y'all fucked up in this world. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> My shot of love, Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny. That is hilarious. Now that's funny. I thought I was like, yeah, you ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> like, you gotta be. <laughs> that's that little bit of ghetto that was in you right now. <laughs> like, like, first of all, Boosie, man. He hilarious, bro. Like he, he probably the funniest rapper in the game. Bro, the, the nigga first single touched down the calls hell, nigga. I'm here to fuck it up, nigga. Nah, <laughs> this is a bad nigga, right? He is. He is. So when I tell you, but what he's saying is real though. All real. And shout out to Kanye, man. He definitely made uh, Taylor Swift famous. He couldn't think of no other white girl. Said <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah. Kanye made that bit famous. I don't care what nobody say. But, uh, like, what he's saying is real. Like, we haven't, I don't think it was enough uproar from the community. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, it, I got to show you. Like, because I think we are so removed from how to even organize. We think stupid shit is organizing. Like, oh, oh if we wear the shirt, we organizing. Oh. Or if we, uh, if we do this, we organize. Look at this shit right here. Put this on the screen, Cody. <laughs> I've been walking with my face turned to the sun. Weight on my shoulders. Cody, please put this on the screen. <laughs> 
Bro, I see one of that the other day, man. Every time I see one of those, that's what pops in my head. <laughs> Turn around, let me see that. <laughs> like a thick ass girl. What the fuck? Uh, but yeah, that's but but that's the thing though. That's the thing. Black people been talking. When they say LGBTQ community, man, I know we about to rap. It's about to get deeper because have you heard about the other shit going on? Like, have you have y'all been listening to the monkey monkeypox reports? They don't call them gay. They don't call them gay men no more. They keep saying men who have sex with men, men who have sex with men, men who has. And I'm like, ain't that a gay nigga? Like they don't say gay no more. But I thought, but it's ain't no longer like now. Now the I mean, CDC the, came out said, yeah, you, now you. it's jumping. But yeah. what I'm saying is, propaganda wise, like when you hear how they describe things, what do you mean men having sex with men? Oh, because anybody can be a man. You know, like it was a whole thing with a lesbian group. Well, because a lesbian, she came out against some of this stuff saying she went to a lesbian group and seen half men was in there, but saying they identified as women in the group because it's so open and liberal. They were like, they identify as women who sleep with women. So women who sleep with women are lesbians. And that's, and that's something like it's getting to, it's like they're doing all this convoluting. Look, y'all part of this community. Y'all should have been advocating for that girl. The same people that's trying to jump Dave Chappelle and harm him should have been trying to jump to get uh, jump Putin and get her from Russia. Like, where are those same people that's trying to cancel Dave Chappelle to get her out? Where are those? They're not here. Where are those same people that was marching? Where are these same people that's scared about Roe v. Wade could possibly uh, reverse gay marriages? Like, where are these people? They're not doing nothing for nothing. For Billy Brown, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's sad, but it's also um, it's one of those things that it's sad because this is what on code means too, right? I think Brittany Griner would have a lot more people, you know, especially from the grassroots stomping, but she was never really on code. She wasn't stomping. She was more so stomping for the lgbtq and it hasn't changed until now like now I don't, her wife is coming out talking shit about biden and kamala and saying they yeah, lied. So I, I but don't, you should have been calling them out. i don't i don't i wasn't following britney griner before this right but i my point when i was showing that video was we so far removed from what organizing is we think let's throw up the posts let's wear the free uh the shirt let's wear the shirt you know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it. Like we don't know long we no longer know how to organize. And like we just be out here to me just making noise and we really don't be making moves. Um in 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 better news, the officers that killed Breonna Taylor um were arrested. I don't know if you've seen that indictment come through. They Yeah, they was indicted, but not yeah, they, for killing Breonna Taylor. They was indicted. They was indicted and arrested. So, um, what was it for? 
I'm about to tell you right now. I, 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 I heard the report. It, nothing in there about murder. It's like falsifying documents. Um, let me, let me pull it right now. But nothing of. Do y'all murder. think Brittany Griner, would y'all classify her as a political prisoner? I think to I would have extent. to. I think I would have to at this point. I think I would have to. Because only I say that because I feel like there's no way I can go back and forth to Russia for a couple of years and always have my weed pit with me. And now because of the conflict, now you catch me. Now you lock me up. Now you want to. And it was empty. Like, you know, I had it when I got here. Like, you, they are, they, they've had reports about people getting spied on by, by Russia when they're visiting over there. And like, there, there's no, you see, no, you see there's no doubt in my mind that they knew that she had that weed. Well, you see, you seen they trying to do a trade too. Yeah, I seen that. Man. Political prisoner for political prisoner. Well, and and that and so back to my point. That's what I'm saying. You don't think it's all a part of a setup? We have your man's over here, though. What they call him? The the Kremlin of murder or whatever. Like, yeah, like whatever they call this. Like they call him. Like he the, about to get the out. Top, yeah, like, he, he really he's a top murderer. He, he just hit a lick. Exactly, yeah, but, but but exactly. So I mean, it's an easy thing to do if you see it set up. Like, okay, who's gonna be the mark? Which which one of these U.S. citizens could we bargain chip? Also, and if you know anything about Putin and Russia, they know how to use black people too. They really try to use the black card as a pawn against the U.S. Like, oh, y'all saying shit about us, but look how y'all treating black people. Right. Y'all, y'all saying. Exactly. So it's like it's all, and you know, we've we've been doing this with communism and black power and all that since the '60s. You know what I'm saying? So that it's always been a little bubble in between Russia and black people in the United States. And everybody, there's a port, there's a, a federal report that came out and said that racism is probably one of the biggest uh, national security threats. Because all it would take is for any foreign power, any foreign entity to come in here and empower an impoverished group, and you can fuck up America. You tell me any country, China, Russia, any one of these countries start telling black people, we're going to start sending you money, we're going to start funding you, doing kind of what they're doing in Africa. Then what happens? We don't got to hear shit that the United States has to say. We'll turn up ourselves. Um, the spook who sat next to the, next to the door, that's, that's part of the story plot line of that, like, it was so crazy. They thought the Russians was backing them. They're like, man, who's doing all these killings? Who's doing all these guerrilla warfare? Asking the black man, is Russia supporting y'all? Is that what y'all getting? So I tell that to say, I feel like she is a political prisoner because she's being used as a political pawn. So unfortunately she is, you know what I'm saying? Now, not in the terms we use in America, but international wise. Yeah. She, she has to be, she, she needs to come on home. I wish man, it we'd be put in a situation where somebody in America really need or won't get caught up in Cuba on a crime. And then Cuba be like, yeah, man, you can get it back. We just want to exonerate Asada Shakur. Like, <laughs> some stuff like that. I'm like, because, like, Russia really about to get their guy back. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about somebody that was not coming home no time soon. Like, they about to get their guy for a pin. Empty pin that they said had oil in it. Who who who's to say they had oil in it? So I'm praying for Brittany Griner. Uh, they they do they still got some time to appeal. Uh, who knows what that means? Um, I think the deal. I think they are positioned and ready for a deal. Russia's ready for a deal. I mean, it's it's 
America just got to decide, do we care about this black girl enough to give away this high-profile prisoner? And, life for a life. And what's the results of that, right? Mm-hmm. When he get out, is he about to be on some, I'm chilling, or he going back to work? You know he going back to work, nigga. We, we trying to take Ukraine. Hell, I was just wondering, like, damn, is the war still going on? And I saw something like, yeah, it is. Like, yeah. and China just did test uh, military operations around Taiwan. So, I mean, yeah, see, that's, check, check, that's, check, listen to where the party at. But that's what that's what that's what propaganda is, y'all. Like, you know how they they kept Ukraine in your face. They had the president zooming in on every award. Like they were. They like, even told us the gas was so high because Ukraine. The gas done came down, and we still fighting in Ukraine. What's like, up? I don't even care about like, it. But what I'm saying, that's what propaganda does. They build it up, they put it in your face, put it in your face, and then they just take it away. And that's one of the issues of being in this era of social media where we got so much news and stuff coming at us so fast. Stuff just get... Well, speaking of propaganda, we just talked about Breonna Taylor. So, yeah, they locked them up, indicted them, arrested them. They can post bond and beat these charges. The charges are unlawful conspiracies. Obstruction of offenses, use of excessive force, and then that all goes into the federal civil rights offenses. So details is more on uh, allegedly falsifying the award, the warrant. Now, what I do like about this, though, what I what I will say, big ups is the stuff that they've uncovered doing this. It, I hope that it sheds light on the accountability that police officers need because this false warrant. They said, the guy said that he checked the postal service to make sure that the guy was receiving packages at Breonna Taylor's home, the, the illegal drug packages at the home. The post office said that didn't happen. His colleagues said that didn't happen. So he got the warrant based on false evidence. They got a false warrant. They went to the wrong place. So, I mean, all of this really stems from the warrant. Now, will anybody get charged for the murder? No. Well, there's and, no and murder the, charge. And the thing is, uh, what's unfortunate. So is this wish, our wish, is this our hundred million dollar deal from the NFL, or should we say fuck this and hold out for more money? Should what, we say fuck this and hold out for the murder charge? Well, it's two different situations. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I was just saying, what I'm about to say, uh, and I wish I could call Mowley and talk about it. Um, when you're prosecuting police, like you have to go for what is what is possible to actually hold and put them on it. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like Rayshard Brooks, those police officers, they say one thing that DA, uh, what's Howard, his name? Howard, Howard did wrong. He put such big Trump charges on them that weren't able to stick immediately. According to them, you know what I'm saying? That's well, and, and that's what I'm saying. According to who, because if I've seen cases with civilians where, an accident will occur, somebody dies, and you go to jail for that death on an accident. Now, you might do a year or two, but they hold you accountable even for the accident. If they found out that negligence, this was negligence. You lied. You lied. You said you did your duty. You did not do anything you were supposed to do for that warrant, which ended in death. Right. So I don't understand how they can connect that when they can do that with civilians. You know, that's yeah. my only gripe with I mean, this. But I hope they get charged and stayed in. Jail. But I, don't, I want to go to a state prison though, because I heard but, Club Fed. You know, what I'm saying that's a different prison too. Yeah, it's completely different. But also, it goes to the organizing too. Uh, when you are 
like what, what we're dealing with in uh in uh Clayton County right now. The officer that killed uh Jamar Robinson. Uh, Jar- Jamar Robinson was a young brother that was shot seventy six times. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, I, you look go through the investigation. He was shot, drugged down the stairs, stood over him, shot again. Like he was killed. Those police officers, that police officer that was in that raid, is literally training the SWAT in Clayton County right now, hired by a black guy. If you organize it right. The person that hired him getting fired, and he getting fired. And you raise hell literally until they let go. You showing up the folk house. You showing up the, uh, the the police station. You showing up the people house. You literally are raising hell, not going away until these people go away. But that level of organizing, it's not necessarily... Atlanta organizing is so hot and cold. And I and I can speak to it as a, a young organizer here. You get burnt out on the work. Yeah. You get burnt out on the work. You, you I've, I've seen y'all. I, I feel like I've seen it happen twice. I've seen, I've seen it happen with you, low-key, and I've seen it happen with another activist. Like, I've seen y'all do it for at least three to four years, and it's like now it's like. And then and then when you're young activists, you're struggling because you're trying to. uh Live. You Live. Pay your rent. And then it's crazy because you start looking up and you start comparing, like, well, if I'm an activist, how many activists live? Like, live, even stay alive or live, be able to make money. Well, so it's like, that's why people like King, all the activists back then were pastors because that's the one job that the white man couldn't touch. Like, the people paid the pastor's salary. Oh, until it became a tax shelter. Now the government can... Yeah, but like even still, it's like the people's contributions is where the money comes from. You're not depending on like Dr. Martin Luther King couldn't have been a banker, you know what I'm saying? Doing the work. Hey, mm-hmm. I need to, I need off this week to go down to uh to Selma. Oh yeah, you can mean like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like a, a a job that's controlled completely by yourself and the people. Nobody can yeah. influence what it is. So imagine being out here activist kicking ass. And you trying to take our work, and one day you gotta have to imagine working for the city. Now you protesting against APD. I mean, imagine somebody on your job hating ass on your IG or something, showing your boss, and they want to just start letting you go. And that's yeah. that's what happened. Like people, when you talk about March on Selma, there was something called Tent City between the march from Selma to Montgomery was Tent City. Like people were literally living setting up tents and sleeping on the way to get there. When they came back and they got the bill signed, if they saw you on TV, your boss saw you on TV, you lost your job. Mm-hmm. If you were renting from a white people, they evicted you. Mm-hmm. So Tent City, the, the history that's the history they don't talk about Selma. There was like months, uh, I think even years after Selma, people were living in tents on the side of the road because they participated in a protest. So when you start talking about, that's why I always say our biggest, the missing ingredient from our movement is sacrifice. Like, who willing not to ride the bus now? What's the equivalent to not riding the bus? You know what I'm saying? Who's willing to potentially lose their job because they stood up? Like, are we willing to make the sacrifices that they had to make for change? And I think they made it because the change was so painful that it had to be changed. 
I don't think our change that we need is painful enough for people. I think people kind of like, yeah, they killed Breonna Taylor, but that was Breonna Taylor. Was she dealing drugs? Didn't she have a boyfriend that was kind of sketchy? Like, you start looking for the excuse of it. Yeah, I I, I think people are fighting different ways. I think uh, from from my vantage point, it just seems like people are fighting different ways now. Like I think now the 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 heavy focus and fight is really on this politics stuff. Like I don't see people raising hell in the streets anymore as much as I used and, to. And that's why it's never gonna get done. Politics, like man, poli- one thing about politics, bro, mm-hmm. all that shit is a game. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. That shit is a game. Like the only thing that ain't a game is the grassroots on the ground shit. That politics shit, we man, we just. I'm going to let you get some. You're going to let me get some. No, nah, but when I say politics, I mean the merging of the politics with the grass. Like, if you have enough people not participating in the politics and focusing on, like, personal and, like, local politics. Man, I was, listen, where the party at? Saba just talked about it. These Republicans have been so focused on local and state politics. Now they can get enough numbers to rewrite the Constitution. That's a small strategy that we probably could do in like little pockets so as far as like controlling controlling your corner your small corner of the earth as they should pay the, the issue with that is the reason why we're going to struggle with that republicans can do that because they vote on code we do we vote on uh we vote on relationships and democrats not willing to do what it takes to have real relationship with black people and Democrats can't win without black people. Exactly. So that's why that politician would never work for Democrats just trying to let me let me stay in my position. You know what I'm saying? Let me, they ain't really doing nothing. Even when they get power, they ain't got they ain't, they are scared to move with balls. That's one thing I will say about the Republican Republican, like, man, fuck y'all. Yeah. This how we move. Democrats don't move like that. Never. They get power and they say, Okay, how can we be bipartisan? Across the aisle, how can we help across the aisle of shit? Yeah, but we all know why. It's because it's the same people. It's the same. In the words of Malcolm X, they all Dixiecrats. It's a two headed snake. So, yes, I believe we should participate in the political process. But even more important, I feel like we should leverage and literally push the political process from the outside, and that's what the grassroots is, and that's what, um, that's what. Um, you literally when we organize, they try to got the encounter attack. We would never have free lunch in public schools if it wasn't for the Panthers feeding our kids every morning breakfast. And they realize, dang, if they get this much influence on the people just for feeding breakfast, all right, we gonna feed them too. So now they start feeding kids in school. That's all that is is the uh, Panther program. They wanted us to not have the influence that we have on our people. So every time we do something on this end, it forces them to react and do something on their end. And I just feel like we're so disconnected from the grassroots side. Yes, we organize in different ways. What Mowley is doing is great. He is liberation law. There's a, there's a way to uh, organize in education, right? You're making sure if you're just that one middle school teacher that's going to make sure you advocate for these black students to make sure that they don't get kicked out and make sure like that is all a part of the process, but there still has to be those hell raises that force. We make so much noise outside. So the people that's on the inside, like, Hey, I know them. 
they'll shut up if we do this. You know what I'm saying? But those people on the inside can't have those conversations if it ain't no noise happening outside. And that's what we got to kind of get back to. And that's a training. And, that's, and I, talk, I tell Derek all the time, because Derek always talking about how weak these politicians is and what they not doing. I'm like, bro, at some point, you got to start training. Somebody got, we got to try training them. That's where it got to happen. But this is a conversation we'll get into, man, uh, all day. I do want to say, Brittany Griner, man, you know, prayers are up. That situation not over until it's over. Um, I know we were just saying, Cole, in five years is a, uh, will go by fast, but nine years going to go by slow and chill, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna put a caveat on that, nigga. That, that. And yeah, it's two different things, bro. Like, it's, that's a long time. Prayers to her. That's it's, it's a serious note. It's definitely a serious, a serious situation. Prayers to her family, and just we just gotta keep pushing. It ain't over till it's over. I do want to let people know that. Like, yes, she got nine years. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I think she's gonna be home by the by Christmas. Yeah, I, just, by Christmas. I think I think America is hard pressed. Not to get her out. If you don't get her out, it's a lot that is going to happen and change. Like, and that's why her family needs to do a good job in keeping her in front of the world. That's where you lose if you let her name get silenced out. Because the more she got named is in trouble while Biden is in office, she is now something that affects your election numbers for next year. You not getting her out shows you weak because everybody, black and white, saying, oh, if this were Trump, she would have been home. Everybody's saying that. And so you got to operate and you got to move on that. So her family has to raise hell and literally use every social media platform, not this dumb shit that we just threw on the screen, but like keeping her name and her story in front of everybody. But my dad is turning 60 today. Happy birthday, dad. I'm going to turn 60 once. We throwing them a party. All of y'all are welcome if y'all want to come through. Big country catering, so you know it's on point. Uh, anything you want to say before we got before we leave? Nah, man, you know, uh, like we said, man, five years, long time but short time. What I hope is that y'all keep fucking with us over these next five years yeah. so we can cap off but a this, whole decade on this pod thing. It's definitely been a quick four years. Hell yeah. It's definitely been a good yeah. year. So Hell we're going to yeah. talk about the anniversary celebration, all that stuff coming soon. Dustin, appreciate you for coming. Always. Y'all like new talent. <laughs> that boy. Uh, yeah, surf in the building. Exactly. Young surf. They got that Cody on the ones and twos. We said this every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Just Elders podcast. Just a pastime. City with T.I. Outcasts. And ooh, we. Everybody know about Atlanta. It's just a cool G. Everybody know about the scammers, about the trappers. And what we living now. It's just that lifestyle. Turn on my podcast. I'm trying to hit it real now. Hear perspective. We gonna keep it real now. Every day we on the grind. Sometimes it's hard to tune out the outside. Oh, oh, oh. It's just Eldridge, it's just Eldridge. Tune in on the podcast. Tune in on the podcast, yeah. Real things, you know we gon' laugh, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back.